Welcome to Education 3.0, the new podcast from Kennesaw State University's iTeach Center, where we delve into educational topics like personalized learning, instructional coaching, and the maker movement, and where we get a chance to meet the incredible teachers, administrators, coaches, and students that are out there doing the work every day. And welcome to the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining me today. Uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, I'm sitting here at a Starbucks. We have survived Irma. And uh, if there's a lot of ambient noise today, that's because uh, we do what we got to do to make this podcast happen. And so we're out in the wild uh, recording at a local Starbucks so that that we can keep these things churning out, so that you guys can keep meeting these coaches out in the field doing this awesome work. Um, And hopefully we can keep learning from each other. So uh, let me introduce you to Trent Stapleton this morning. I'm sitting here with Trent. Trent is a KSU I teach instructional coach. He is embedded in both an elementary and a middle school in North Atlanta. Uh, and these schools both are kind of what I would call a stereotypical North Atlanta school. They're about 42% uh, free and reduced. They have a pretty uh, equal, um, diverse population of, uh, of learners. And so uh, we're going to talk to Trent about what he's doing today. So, guys, welcome, Trent. Trent, welcome this morning. Thanks for coming out on this rainy morning. Uh, I appreciate it, and it's good to see you. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me, Andy. Good to see you, too. All right. Thanks a lot. Um, so, I happen to know Trent. Uh, the listeners don't yet, but Trent has a uh, an amazing background, an amazing story, and and several uh, you know amazing experiences that have uh, that have brought him to. I teach and that uh, that he he pulls from uh, every day dealing with teachers and students. So Trent, why don't you tell our listeners about your unique journey uh, to I teach? Sure, yeah. Uh, I was uh, blessed, like Andy said, with some really neat opportunities uh, that led me to where I am in my in my career right now as an I teach coach. And it, and it began uh, with a study abroad opportunity I had when I really kind of first began uh, my college career. I, I was able to participate in a study abroad, and I spent just under three years uh, in Russia, uh, near Samara, Russia, which is about four or five hundred miles southeast of Moscow. Uh, and so, I, like I said, I was there for about three years, uh, teaching English and doing doing some different things, uh, really falling in love with the idea of teaching and working with people. Uh, when I came home, I was able to finish my undergraduate degree in history education and finish that from KSU. Uh, graduated from KSU in 2011. Hashtag uh, hootie who. <laughs> uh, and then uh, was was one of the fortunate uh, teaching souls that got a job right out of school and started working at a, a school here in Cobb County uh, for about six years, taught at Kell High School, uh, the gambit of social studies, taught everything in social studies, taught a little bit of special education for a little while at Kell as well. Uh, before moving uh, back to my alma mater and taught for uh, a semester at North Cobb High School before I was cherry-picked by the, the folks that I teach to come work with them at KSU again. <laughs> cherry-picked, I like that. Um, <clears throat> fantastic. So for those of you that can't uh, you can't see Trent right now, he is wearing a Cossack hat and eating caviar. So he really... Uh, <laughs> totally bought into the Russian culture. Yeah, <laughs> he brought it back with him and he gets to share that every day with his kids. So what a, what a unique opportunity they have um, so that's fantastic what a great experience to draw upon what a great life experience just to be able to have and, and to be able to share with your students um, that's really cool so um, tell us Trent
Trent, what uh, what does an average day look like for a for a KSU instructional coach embedded in an elementary or a middle school in Atlanta? What, what's your average day look like? Yeah, this is you know this is one of my favorite questions about what I do because it's really not an average day, and that's that's got to be the best thing about it. Um, it was one of the things that I loved about being in the classroom is that you know teachers we love to say that you know, we love it so much because each day is different. Every day we get to do something different, uh, but with with the responsibilities of an IT coach, you really do get to see not just day to day, but hour to hour and classroom to classroom. You got something different you get to focus on, which is really exciting. Um, but if I had to plan out that average day, it begins like most teachers. You get there in the morning and you you, you kind of look at your schedule and you see what's going on. And, and sometimes you get there and there's not a whole lot going on. But the really neat thing and nice thing about the schools that I uh, am embedded in is if I show up with nothing on the calendar, once people see me there, then my calendar fills up pretty quickly um, because there's there's so much that we get to do helping those teachers and helping those students because they're focusing on on the requirements that the classroom has for them meeting those standards meeting the meeting the benchmarks those different things as the IT co I teach coach we get to focus on uh, kind of some of those above and beyonds how do we how do we reach the ben benchmarks but how do we go farther how do we hit those standards but how do we go farther right uh, so that's that's really the nice thing. Um, so the average day really is that there isn't one, right? We, we get to come in and expect something different every day. That's really cool. And I, I like that you say that even if your calendar's empty, when you get there and people see you in the halls, it fills up. So, I mean, you're, you're really like a beacon. And I think in my experience that I teach moving from, you know, we used to five, six, seven years ago, we would invite teachers to come on campus and we would deliver these kind of big, uh, impersonal professional development workshops. And then we moved away from inviting teachers out because they couldn't come to us. And we went to schools and delivered these still, you know, pretty impersonal uh, workshops. And, and, you know, I think that's interesting because we have found that the coaching model is really not only is it the best way to get uh, to get these things to stick and to get practice to change, but it's what teachers have been clamoring for. They've been looking for, um, you know, this beacon of help, the, these people that can that can sit down right beside them and get to know them and help them plan uh, and help them deliver and help them implement um, you know and if they're if they're shy or um, maybe a little nervous about delivering or trying something new you know they're not afraid to say hey can you help me and and uh, you know we get to get up there and either co-teach or teach a lesson and model uh, you know model some new teaching strategy or some learning strategy and that um, you know I'm glad you said that because I do as, as we get to know, uh, the coaches throughout this series of podcasts, I think you'll see that as a running theme that that, that instructional coaches are beacons of, of support, they're beacons of hope, uh, and they're really teachers, teachers love having that support, um, you know, within an arm's reach, literally. Um, so fantastic. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add something real quick. I, you, you reminded me that as you were talking is really the, the best thing about it, the best thing about having that ability to be flexible is, is we don't get to just come 
come in and, and drop the, the professional development and leave. Uh, so if we're leading some professional development, working with a particular teacher, we get to spend time with them and do more than just the professional development, but really get to know the teachers and know their needs, not just in the classroom, but outside of the classroom. Uh, and it, it really becomes a great opportunity to, to build some relationships in the school so we can really see some authentic growth with our teachers and our students. Absolutely. I mean, it's really the, the it's a, it's a two-year customized uh, hand-holding professional development, you know, where you get to walk for a year or maybe two years side-by-side um, -side with a teacher and, and help them and watch them grow. It's really a, it's a fantastic opportunity, I think, that we all have as, as coaches uh, working with teachers. So, touche. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, so, there is no average day uh, in the life of a, uh, of a KSU instructional coach. So, um, that's interesting. Uh, tell me, I know that uh, you've been out in the field for a little while, Trent. Uh, so tell me about a success story that you've had as an instructional coach, um, either working with a teacher, maybe you had a teacher that was hesitant to try something or, um, you know, was, was nervous, or maybe you had a student that was hesitant or nervous or couldn't, couldn't get something and, and you worked with a teacher and overcame it. So share, share a success story for the listeners out there. Maybe, you know, maybe they've got a, a similar teacher they're working with or a similar student and, and they can take this to their school uh, tomorrow and, and try one of these strategies. Sure. I think the I think the fear of anybody that is working as an instructional coach is that you're going to go and you're going to share these ideas, these strategies with with these teachers, with different people, and then they're going to be forgotten. And, and that was certainly, when I came into this position, that was certainly my, my biggest fear is, is I don't want to go into the classroom and I don't want to be somebody just simply leading some PD and then wasting somebody's time. Um, I, we've all been in the classroom before. We've all lost our planning periods. We've all lost these things to go to PD. And occasionally we get to and we think, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't really need that. That's not going to help me out a whole lot. And so that was kind of my fear. Uh, and I knew that going in and I knew that I was going to run into teachers that had that same mentality of, you know, this just isn't for me. Uh, particularly in classes that, that maybe they don't use a whole lot of uh, technology in the classroom. They don't use a whole lot of some of these, these personal learning Learning, uh, personalized learning strategies in the classroom. Uh, and I can remember a, a, a teacher in particular when I first arrived at the middle school that the, the first conversation we had was a, a simple, hey, how you doing? What can I help you with? And, and the response was, well, I don't know if you can really help me in my classroom. We, you know, I don't know if what you're sharing is going to be worth our, our time. Right. Uh, and, and of course, I, that was my, that, I took it as a challenge, right? If, yeah. if you say I can't help you, then I'm going to find a way to help you. Oh, it's on. That's right. Bring it, right? <laughs> um, it's already been barrotting. That's right. Uh, so for the next uh, several weeks or even months, I guess, it was, I, I didn't try to do anything with this particular class. It was just simply walk by and, and ask him how he's doing. You know, is there anything I can help you with? Do you need help putting a bulletin board up? Do you need help making some, you know, just simple stuff. Just right. trying to build that relationship. Yeah. Uh, and over time, uh, for lack of a better term, I broke him down and eventually came and he said, hey, you know, I think we, I think we could try something here. And um, just in the past few weeks, now that the, this new school year has, has just recently started. Um, we finally put together a, a, a program using some online tools, some online resources uh, that was going to, uh, in, in his words, it was going to save him hours and hours and hours of some grading. Um, and while, of course, that's not the, the goal 
of personalizing learning is to just put things online. I think the goal certainly is to free up some time for our teachers, make them be able to use these resources more effectively so that they can focus on doing some other things. Uh, and, and the success of this story is, is he has recently implemented something in his classroom, so some new tools in his classroom that he's been trying to for years but just didn't have time. Well, now that we've set up him, set him up with some online resources, some online tools, uh, again, he's got, like he said, those hours and hours of time back that he's not sitting in front of his desk simply grading papers. Right. Fantastic. What, what teacher doesn't, uh, couldn't benefit from extra, some extra hours exactly, back, yeah. you know, getting those hours back? You brought up a, a couple of things in there that I thought were interesting um, that I like to highlight here. So you said that, uh, one thing you said is we've all been in the classroom, and I think that's unique, and that's something we need to highlight, that if you, you know, if your school is still, you know, getting PD from these uh, third-party resources, getting, you know, salesmen basically in the classroom, they, they can't relate to teachers. So that's, you know, that's one thing that is unique about iTeach. Every one uh, of the iTeach coaches, and there are now close to 50 of us, we are all certified teachers. We have all been in the classroom. We've all worked in very diverse uh, populations and very diverse schools, and we bring a lot of experience um, to the table. And I think that uh, I think that a lot of the PD companies out there that kind of come in for that, you know, that one and done that we hear about, uh, that train the trainer model, they miss that piece. And it's hard to connect with a teacher um, if you can't uh, if you can't empathize with that teacher and you can't say, hey, you know, I've been there and I'm I understand what you're going through. And let me share something that that worked for me in a similar situation. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and then as you as you talked about uh, getting in with this teacher and and that it took time, you know, again, that's something you can't get from from an outside company that just comes in and delivers a two hour training where every teacher has to, you know, we're going to meet in the uh, in the media center or in the theater after school for a 45 minute training with someone we don't know. We may or may not have ever been a teacher. Um, you know, you're never going to reach that hesitant or that scared teacher in that setting. And so being in the building um, is, is the only way to connect with those teachers, building relationships. Um, and like I said, just I, I think it's unique that you said, let me help with a, with a bulletin board or let me help you move and desk. Just, you know, just those it's building those inroads of trust and, and relationships that uh, that get us to that that light bulb moment and that aha moment and the, the moment when the teacher says, hey, man, I, I think I'm ready uh, for you to help me with this. Yeah, and just like, we, you know, we're, we're trying to help our teachers uh, develop ideas and develop plans so that they can see authentic growth in their students. Uh, we do the same thing with our teachers, right? We're looking for that authentic growth, and that takes time. It's not something you can do in 45 minutes or in just a day or two. It, it takes some time uh, with, with certain groups, and, and, I, and I think that we have that unique opportunity that we get to really spend time with the teachers, with the schools, with the students, and so we can develop that that perfect plan to see that growth with the groups we're working with. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So I know there's probably, you've, you've gone home nights and, and hit your head against the table or pulled all your hair 
out or just scratch the raw spot in your head trying to figure out uh, you know how can I how can I get through or how can I can I solve this problem for this school tell me about a tell me about a particular challenge that you've been presented with um, that uh, you know that challenged you as a coach yeah the, the, you know this is a this is a good question too because I I kind of just shared the the toughest challenge I had which turned into the success story but I guess the, if, if I have to talk about challenges as being a, a coach the toughest part is is not getting to be the person in the classroom every day that builds the builds a relationship with the students I think uh, a lot of us kind of get into the the education career because we enjoy uh, seeing the growth and, and the change and the development of our students uh, and so now kind of being on the other side not getting to work with the same kids each day uh, for, for weeks on end is, is kind of tough uh, but at the same time now I now I get to work with two schools instead of just one now I get to work with every student in the building and not just my particular classes and I get to work with all the students in the administration as well so I went from just having a small portion of the student body that I get to work with now I get to see that growth with everybody in those buildings which is which is really exciting yeah I tell you when I when I first left the classroom that that was my biggest challenge I missed my kids I, I so I was I was clamoring for opportunities to work with kids I was volunteering at a at, a, uh, at another local high school as a soccer coach just so that I could be involved because because deep down we all love children uh, we all love working with children so I, I understand that challenge and that, that for me uh, was one of my biggest challenges as, as well when I left the, the classroom how do I how do I fill that void um, in my in my professional and um, in my professional life and, and keep going from there so so very cool fantastic so I know uh, and you will hear us harp a lot at I teach that that personalized learning is not about the technology we work with lots of schools um, rich schools poor schools um, very uh, uh, rural schools that don't have the technology um, and the resources for that but um, that being said all of us at I teach we are instructional technology specialists and we all got a little bit of nerd in us and we've all got uh, got our favorite tools out there so Trent what is your favorite technology tool right now and how is uh, how's that tool being used um, in, in your schools for uh, for student growth sure so I've, I've got two I'll share I've got one that I've enjoyed for a long time I enjoyed it while I was in the classroom still enjoy it now and that would be uh, the Microsoft 365 suite and all of its products uh, and, and the greatest thing about it is the, the collaboration of it all is the fact that we can get students working together uh, we can get teachers working together we can get students working with people outside of the classroom it's just the whole collaboration of it uh, is, is what I think makes it so fantastic uh, and the new tool that I have recently fallen in love with now that I have just recently joined the elementary school is Seesaw oh, yeah. um, I have just in, in the past few weeks we've, we've started to really push it at the, at the elementary school and teachers have fallen in love with it uh, I am amazed I am I don't know how I taught without it before uh, if I ever get back in the classroom I will definitely be bringing Seesaw with me and again it's it's that whole idea of being able to publish and collaborate and communicate with, with student work it's it's amazing to watch even kindergartners and first graders uh, put things into Seesaw and get so excited about just simply publishing the work and then getting to comment and, and like what their peers have done and see the different ways that their friends have done things in the classroom and learn from each other using uh, Seesaw and its logging applications. That's cool. And that's, you know, Seesaw is such a nice tool. We talk, we'll talk a lot about um, reflection and growth and how we get 
kids reflecting because that is a big piece of, of learning is being able to reflect on your own work and I think Seesaw is a great tool um, for students to be able to reflect on not only their own work but on their growth so if they've you know if you've got a kid K, K through 5 at an elementary school here in Georgia that's building a digital portfolio of their work um, that's a great tool to show growth I think it's wonderful to be able to sit in, uh, in a conference a student led conference um, and have a student talk about what they're doing why they're doing the choices they made uh, in their work um, and to be able to show that off to their teachers and their parents and, and administrators and ultimately you know I think uh, as they get older you know to a larger audience um, and being able to defend their work and defend their choices and those are those are some of the thinking skills that uh, that businesses are clamoring for right now for kids that can um, that can do that so I think seesaw is a great tool as well um, to help kids build on on those skills so fantastic um, all right so a couple of personal questions here uh, Trent I know you told us you were a high school social studies teacher so what'd you coach uh, I also uh, while in the high school I coached baseball so I'd, I was uh, in the high schools for a little over seven years and I coached uh, baseball for all those years I still continue to coach I still coach with the high school uh, that I left um, as well as I, I coach a, a 13 year old travel ball team a, a local travel ball team right now as well so uh, coach baseball all year round very cool very cool that's always a running joke you know you're a social studies teacher what do you coach <laughs> you know right. for us high school social studies teachers out there I, soccer coach here uh, for years and years fantastic so are you uh, Trent Mountains or Beach I am a mountain guy all the way through mountain guy through and through all right and is there anything else you want to uh, you want to leave us with today if there's a teacher out there listening uh, or even an administrator out there that's kind of on the fence um, about personalized learning um, any any departing words any, any not departing I guess any parting words you want to leave to say like hey you can do this or any words of motivation for teachers out there yeah so th this uh, personalizing learning is it's a process it's something that's gonna that takes time uh, if there was a magic switch to flip then we would have all done it by now right and, and the, the, the nice thing about it is it looks different everywhere that's I mean that's kind of the nature of personalizing learning right it's gonna be different for every school every classroom every student each teacher um, I, I think the, the best thing about it if, if, if we're really struggling or if you're looking to try and find ways to start implementing some personalizing learning in the schools is just try anything and everything you can uh, keep working and try something if it works keep it if it doesn't try the next thing um, but it's it's something that uh, when it works it's an amazing effect and it's and it's an awesome thing to watch whenever you start to really see personalized learning take place uh, in a classroom and and it's an amazing thing to really watch a student finally get something because you have found a way to, to connect it with that student uh, so just just keep at it don't expect it to happen tomorrow but but keep working it's something that's going to take some time fantastic yeah and I think we use the term a lot right now failing forward so don't yeah um, definitely don't be afraid to, to step outside of your own comfort zone try something new and and I think uh, you know from my time in the classroom certainly my kids always appreciated when I tried something new even when it didn't work and, and those are those are learning moments for our students right if you've ever been at a youth soccer game today uh, kids need to learn how to fail you know they need to learn that sometimes they're gonna try something and it might not work so those are those are experiences that kids can take and grow and, and be better at in life not just in the classroom all right 
So fantastic, Trent. So let me thank you uh, for coming out. I appreciate your time on this uh, rainy morning. Um, we braved the storm to get out here and uh, get this podcast out for our teachers out there. Um, so again, I thank you very much for, for your time. And for all you listeners out there, stay safe, stay dry. And until the next episode, cheers. Education 3.0 is produced by the instructional coaches from iTeach at Kennesaw State University. You can reach out to them for more information, questions, or comments at their website, www.ksuiteach.org, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.